Time Stewardship Part 3 Podcast. Tips and Tricks for Making the Most of Your Time. Hi, and welcome to this podcast. This is the final one in our series on time stewardship, and today we'll be looking at useful tips and tricks you can use to make the most of your time. Time is the one commodity everyone in the world gets in equal measure, but is utilized in varying ways. So often we feel rushed and overwhelmed, wishing for 30-hour days to accomplish tasks on our to-do list. However, when you step back and you break down your 24 hours, you begin to find pockets with minutes and hours that are drifting towards unproductive areas. When time is invested in the right way, the rewards are great. Having a high value of my time has always been a priority for me and understanding how best to make use of it is essential. I give more details about this on the second part of this series called Time Management Part 2, The Irreplaceable Power of Delegation. It is available on the blog. Today, I'd like to share with you my top 10 approaches I use to maximize my time. These are spaces and places I've identified within my day that can still be used for productivity. Number one, create time in the vacuums. When you've got a lot on your plate, utilize your downtime strategically. Time on planes, driving, the barber's chair, the exercise bike, the waiting room, etc. can be doubled up with work activities that typically consume valuable work or family time like dictation, reading or answering emails. Plan ahead and bring your work with you in case free time unexpectedly shows up. Avoid feeling like you are wasting time during an unexpected delay, as this causes unnecessary frustration. Number two, dictation. Dictation is an essential part of my world. I've never been a great typist, and I found that dictating notes, memos, emails, etc. to be later typed up by my support team or outsourced has been a far more strategic use of my time. For many years, I used a dictation device and I purchased several as I needed them in key spaces, such as my car, my office at home, my backpack when I travel. There was always one around when I needed it. Now, thankfully, I use my phone. It's always with me. And the Voice Memos app is easy to use. Plus, it allows me to edit, review, title, and send dictations via email directly to my typist. My commute to the office is about four minutes. Typically, I dictate a letter every day on the way to work and another on the way home. Driving is generally unproductive time for me, so I'll use that to complete something. Dictation is also useful when I get a thought or need to remember something. I can dictate it and release it from my mind as it's been captured. For several years, I used a service named Rev.com for typing up dictations and they charged a reasonable fee. Now I source typists from Upwork.com. This is an excellent website where you can connect with professionals in several fields. You send out your requests and individuals send back detailed proposals that include previous work, charges, and so on. I have been very pleased with the quality of individuals I've found there for very reasonable rates. Though dictation may not specifically apply to you, don't be afraid to get creative about some of those tasks that you spin your wheels on or those that simply take longer than they should. Number three. Maintain what's meaningful. Seize the opportunity to have your assistants handle personal errands when possible. Remember, time is your most precious commodity. However, don't extend this practice to meaningful items like purchasing a gift for your wife. Gifts from the heart merit your full attention. Number four, stay focused. 
It's easy when you create pockets of time to fill them up with more work or tasks that could easily be accomplished by others. Remain focused and be intentional about how you utilize your time. When you work smarter, you also become more productive and efficient. Consistently giving a little time each day to the critical areas will over time yield significant results. Number five, use the mornings wisely. In our family time, I realized that being at home in the mornings added no value to our kids' lives, whereas being at home by 5.30 in the evening was of tremendous value. Starting to devote my early mornings to the office was useful in a number of ways. First, as an introvert, I was able to have some time to charge up for a few hours before others came into the office with questions and needs. Secondly, it gave me time to think outside the box, broadly thinking both on the business as well as in the business. And third, living on the West Coast, it was incredibly useful to be early to reach contacts on the East Coast, first thing, when they arrived at their office. Number six, set alarms. In addition to the normal calendar reminders, I use the alarms on my phone. When I have a very important meeting, I will set two alarms in case something goes wrong with the first one. A missed meeting is a missed opportunity. I also leave written notes on the floor. This way, I have to step over the note, and in turn, I will be reminded to get something done. Forgetting to do something at the optimal time or causing things to be rushed later is unproductive. Number seven, take notes. I make sure I have a way to take notes during any meeting I attend, even if it's just a one-on-one meeting. Often good thoughts, ideas, and action items come out of a meeting, and I like to make most of my time with someone. Also, I believe it demonstrates respect when you show you're prepared to take notes. It honors what the other person is communicating. Number eight, prioritization. Prioritization is probably the most important concept to remember when it comes to time stewardship. So be diligent with how you approach it. I prioritize everything I need to do into different categories so that I get the most important things done first, the next important next, and so on and so on. I have things I need to review today, in the next two days, that week, that month, and when time allows. Prioritizing ensures that I get the most important things done the soonest. My assistant and team also follow the same system. Number nine, don't answer the phone. Call back instead. I often will wait until I'm in my car to return calls that aren't urgent, which allows me to make better use of my time while at my desk. Number 10. Write it all down. Our minds are powerful tools, but they can't always be trusted to remember details. To avoid any further confusion, I've learned to regularly reduce important items to writing. Doing this allows me to think through it and helps for future reference when needed. That's all 10. Taking the time on the front end of your workday to implement some of these practices can yield even greater fruit. Sticking daily to these habits will make you more focused And as a result, show you other areas in your day that you can carve out additional time. More time for you means more opportunity to spend it on other areas of importance and growth. An action step for you would be to revisit the above list, select two tips, and commit to implementing them this week. At the end of the week, take time to review and audit all that you've accomplished as a result of them. Make any necessary adjustments and apply them to the next week. Continue with this until you feel it's working efficiently for you. I've put down some more useful notes in the handout titled Time Stewardship, Staying Organized. You're welcome to download this document in the handout section, or you can keep listening and it will be played at the end of this podcast. 
This post is the final one in a three-part series on time stewardship. The previous two installments focused on why time stewardship is important and the key to great delegation. If you haven't had the chance to listen to them, you can find them on the blog under the wisdom title. Thanks for joining me today. One of our values is good information is shared with a friend. Please take the time to think of your friends, men or women, who might benefit from this blog. You can introduce the blog to them by sharing the post using the various sharing links or by sharing the podcast by clicking the share link on the top left corner of the audio link. As you begin to follow my blog and pursue opportunity for growth, it is helpful to do an assessment on various topics of life. If you haven't already, I encourage you to click on the link and take the current life conditions assessment. I believe it would be helpful to take this assessment annually and revisit how you are growing in life. Time Stewardship 3 Handout Staying Organized Welcome to this Time Stewardship Handout titled Staying Organized. Life today is busy, and as life advances, it seems like you have more and more to juggle. Staying organized with all aspects of life is important, if you're going to maximize and be efficient with your time. Here are a few methods that I've used over the course of my career. Number one, calendar. I'm from the days where everything was on paper and you really had to work hard to stay on top of stuff. Today, with everything being automated, it's easy to have a calendar system with automated follow-up reminders popping up on your phone or computer. I typically set at least two reminders for all key entries in my calendar. Number two, accordion folder. I also like backup systems, a second alarm of sorts. I use an accordion folder that has 31 sections, one for each day of the month, and 12 different monthly sections. I print important things I know I will need to follow up on at some future time, and I file it in the slot for that day of the current month or in a future month. Each day, my assistant opens the section for that day of the month to see what needs to be followed up. On the first of the month, I pull out everything that was filed for the new month and file it accordingly by day in the 31-day sections. This has been a great backup system. Number three, assistant. I require my assistant to use similar follow-up systems that I do for her own work as well as backing me up in all critical areas. Number four, computer. All computers today have great follow-up built-in systems where reminders can pop up on your computer in addition to your phone. Number five, don't overdo it. Only set follow-up reminders for things that are important and you need to pay attention to. If you have too many reminders popping up, you will find you'll start not paying attention to your reminders. You want to manage it to where what's important is what's listed and treated as important. And for the less important things, try to use an alternative way to be reminded. Number six, lists. I like using lists, and for me the most convenient way is an app on my phone titled Reminders. I maintain many lists of things to do and topics I want to discuss with various individuals in this app. I must have 10 different names and 20 other lists. I have a list for every element of my life. I've got a Kathy list, list for each of my kids, friends lists, Bible study lists, things I want to purchase, doctors, movies recommended, mentoring lists, travel and packing lists, project lists, and more. Every time I think of something I know I want to follow up on later, 
I quickly add it to the appropriate list where I can pull it up at the appropriate time. I have more than 30 lists in my world that keep me more organized on top of things and make me look smarter than I really am. Nothing's better than checking off items and removing them from your list. Number seven, note it and forget it. One of the key benefits for me having follow-up tools or lists is as soon as I note it down and put it in place with a proper follow-up, I can forget it and let it go from my mind not thinking about it or worrying about it. It's so freeing. It doesn't cause me a problem as I know the reminder will come up at the appropriate time. I know you can get a thought in the middle of the night and then find difficulty in sleeping because you hold on to the thought. Try keeping a notepad next to your bed so when a thought comes into your mind that wakes you, you can write the thought down, which tends to free you and allows you to go back to sleep easier. Find the system that works for you to put it down and free your mind. Number eight, automobile. For things I need to be reminded of when I get in my car, I often will stick a piece of paper on the steering wheel or somewhere in the dash where I'll be immediately reminded at the point I'm starting to drive. Number nine, make it obvious. Sadly, with age, things are easier to forget. Therefore, I will set things in an obvious place often where I will literally have to step over them. I use this at home, in the office, something set on the floor that is obvious that I'll step over before I leave the home, the room, etc. This has been very helpful. Number 10. Car keys. If there's something I need to be sure and remember to bring when I'm leaving the office or the house, I will set them next to my car keys. You can download a copy of this document in the handout section titled Staying Organized. I hope these few tips help sharpen your use of time. Thanks for listening.